Bonjour, ladies and gents. Jamie in the house. How are you? All good. In the hood, I hope. Can you believe it? It is the end of the six-week Santa shred. And we are, we've got a very busy day tomorrow because we're going to be spending the entire day looking at half-naked pictures, trying to decide who is going to win the Santa shred. This is going to be very, very difficult for us because the transformations which I've seen over this weekend are incredible. So firstly, I want to, if I can find it, give you a massive round of applause. You have not made our lives easy tomorrow, um, getting up bright and early and uh, spending a, a long, 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 long time uh, whittling it down and selecting a winner. I normally don't do a live stream on the Sunday um, before we finish the Santa Shred. However, one of the things I wanted to do is to give you a little bit of a kind of Christmas New Year survival guide. Because, of course, there are some of you that are going to be jumping on board my 40-day focus, which is absolutely incredible. And there's some of you which might not. And one of the biggest things I want you to do is to go away from this Santa Shred with the knowledge, the the tools um, to carry on your journey, whether you are, of, of course, joining me or not. So what I want to do, uh, ladies and gents, is go through six tips and strategies to help you thrive and survive over this uh, Christmas period. So uh, let's get into it, shall we? Let me just double check that uh, uh, last time I did this, uh, but yeah, muted. So there we go. Let's unmute. That's better. Last time you couldn't hear me talk and this time you should be able to. Excellente. So ladies and gents, I think the question on everybody's lips is what now? What next? What are we going to do? Now we've finished the Santa Shred. And I'm going to give you a lot, most of these are going to be mindset-based tips. They're going to get you thinking clearer over this Christmas period. So the first one, ladies and gents, number one, is to focus on systems, not goals. And I've said this before, it's a phenomenal quote by James Clear. And what James Clear says is, you do not rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems. The reason that so many people fail to get results, fail to get the success that they want, is because they're very much focused on the outcome-based goal instead of the systems that will get them to the goal. Because if you focus on enjoyable systems and you actually enjoy doing the work that gets you to the goal, when you get to the goal, you stay there. And... Uh, I listened to a, a phenomenal podcast this week, and it was uh, Joe Rogan and David Goggins. And he said something which I'm always kind of reflecting on. And it's a, it's a great kind of mental model when it's this. He said, you've got to perform without purpose. Perform without purpose. What on earth does that mean? Well, what he was talking about is that, you know, he goes out and he gets it every single day, David Goggins. He runs miles, he trains, you know, he's a madman. Um, and a lot of people ask him what he's training for. 
he's training for life. You know, a lot of people ask me, why do I do the ice baths? What am I training for? Why do I go to the gym? Why do I eat healthy? Why do I track things? Um, you know, what's the goal? And it's like, well, the goal is to live my best life. The goal is to be able to be at my best and look after myself specifically so I can live on this planet as long as possible. There is no end date for me. You know, a lot of people go, oh, cool. You know, the sun shreds over. We can go back to our normal habits and routines. Well, no, because what will happen from that is you'll just go back to where you started because you haven't been focused on the systems. You've been focused on the goal. And that's what I want you to change your mindset over. It's like, where do we go from here? We carry on doing the things that we've been doing for the last six weeks and enjoy Christmas, have a few additional calories, but carry on hitting the gym, tracking certain things and challenging ourselves to think a little bit differently over this Christmas season. So there are a couple of things which I would focus on specifically, um, and these are going to be different to the individual, but it is creating your own system. For yourselves, I'd be focusing on a body system and a brain system. So something, some kind of system that you do on a daily and weekly basis for your body and a system which you do on a daily and weekly basis for your brain. So some examples of this which um, I'd highly recommend that you take away for your body. Setting yourself what I like to call a minimum effective dose. What do I mean by that? I always say to myself that the minimum standard which I will allow myself to go down to is a minimum of three gym sessions a week. Or, you know, and for yourself, if you're not going to the gym, it might be three home workouts a week. And anything more than that is a bonus. Most of the time, it, it's four. But I don't set myself four because I'd rather set myself three and hit it and hit the three and then do four, um, then, you know, only do three and then go, oh, I set the standard for four. So putting a bit more pressure on myself to do it. And it has to be realistic to the uh, individual. So my system for myself is minimum three gym sessions a week. That is the standard that I set myself. I will not go below that standard. 10,000 steps a day. You know, it's a very simple thing. Um, you know, just going to the gym three times a week doesn't mean that um, you're moving as much. And this is the mistake that a lot of people make, especially when it comes to working out their calorie intake. A lot of people, um, you know, they go to the gym four times a week, so they call themselves moderately active, but you can still go to the gym four times a week and get five, 6,000 steps in a day because you're not walking that much around the gym unless you're doing cardio-based activities. And this is why it's so important to, of course, hit your weights workouts and your gym workouts, but also making sure that you're aware that you're moving enough and that is definitely going to be the strategy over this Christmas period. Um, I would say move more, eat more. So if you want to eat a bit more food, which of course you're going to do over Christmas, focus on coming up with a strategy so you can move more. Maybe get a couple of runs in a week. Maybe up your steps a little bit. It all depends on the person and what you can and can't do. Um, but that's one thing that I would set, like a minimum of 10,000 steps. 15 minutes of stretching, okay, 15 minutes of stretching. What I will do um, is I'll put a little link in for the app that I use because I've got this little uh, link that gives you a, a free trial. I use pliability, 
Okay, it's not the cheapest of apps, but it's definitely one of the most convenient and easiest of apps for when it comes to stretching. Next year, I am creating uh, an entire stretching database and video series, which I'm very, very excited about because um, you know, you, you'll save money um, from paying 11 to 12 pounds, I think, a month for pliability. And uh, I'm gonna be filming a whole series of them uh, next year, which I'm very excited about. But 15 minutes of stretching is the minimum that I'd recommend every person needs to do. Uh, a day. Probably everyone has got 15 minutes, either in the morning, either at lunchtime, or even in the evening. And this is what I used to do. In the evening, watching a bit of Netflix, 15 minutes of stretching, two birds, one stone, all good. Uh, body, track your nutrition. Simple. You know, one of the things that you've been doing a lot over the last six weeks is tracking your nutrition. So just because we finished the sandwich doesn't mean that you stop doing that because it keep it's that control element that you have which no, which you know that if you follow certain things you'll get results now there's different strategies you can have in place with um tracking your nutrition you might want to have select days where you're not tracking in which case if you're not tracking have rules of thumb for yourself and we already spoke about rules of thumb you know just making more conscious decisions um can really really help with those days where you're not tracking don't look at that non-track day as eat what you like day because that's certainly not going to be the best strategy for you to do. Uh, weigh yourself each morning. Now, one of the things I will say is if your emotional connection to that sad step is really bad, then don't do this. One of the main reasons that we do, um, like for myself, and there is a lot of research with this, of weighing yourself every day, it's not necessarily looking at what the weight says. It's giving your brain an intention by saying to yourself when you wake up in the morning and jump on the scale that you care about your health for the day. And actually, uh, there's a guy called Dan Early, and he did a, he's actually got a scale, I think it's called Smarter. And he did a study where he got people to jump on a scale every morning without seeing the weight. His Smarter scale just basically says thank you, I think, or something like that. Thank you for tracking, logging your weight. You can check it out on an app, but it's just the whole process of doing that versus people who actually saw the result from the set, from the step. Um, and they actually found that the results were this. Just the psychology of weighing yourself every day can really help you lose weight. It can help you to make better decisions during the day too because you've set yourself that intention the minute that you wake up that you care about that thing. Now, as I said, it's not going to work for everyone, but it definitely works for me. Weighing myself in the morning um, says to my brain that we care about our health for the day, and I actually find that I make better decisions in the day. Um, another thing, of course, during this um, Christmas period, you might want to commit to a bit more cardio. So either doing a swim a week or a run a week. That's definitely going to help as a tool to manage your weight post Santa Shred and any additional calories that you are consuming uh, during this Christmas period. Moving over to the brain. Trying to make a commitment to get at least seven hours sleep a night. Not easy, I know, for a lot of people with kids, um, but for most people when I, when I speak to them, it's just going to bed earlier. It really, really is. It's really nailing in your evening routine and winding down 
for the evening, which a lot of people struggle to do. No social media after 8 p.m. This has been the biggest game changer for me. I used to be literally on my phone to the minute I, I go to sleep and you know, nothing good is on social media after 8 p.m. And it's usually, and the reason I say no social media after 8 p.m. is that usually you are extremely tired from the day. And when you're normally tired, you're triggered. So if you see something on the internet that annoys you or wouldn't normally annoy you, but the fact that you're tired means that you might waste some time arguing with strangers on the internet, which without a doubt is the worst thing you can ever do. So uh, journal, write shit down. It's a simple process, um, journaling, and it's just asking yourself some questions. Okay, how are you feeling today? What can make the day better today? I've got a few little prompts that I have. Um, I use an app called uh, Day One. Okay, I use an app called Day One and I've got a template for myself and I just ask myself these five questions. What's on your mind? What are you grateful for? What three things are you focused on completing today? What are you going to do for fun today? And a thought of the day. That's it. Um, so that's what I do for my journal. Uh, breath work. This is something that I've been doing this year and it's been a massive game changer. Highly recommend just literally going onto YouTube, typing Wim Hof breathing uh, guided. Uh, it's free and you can start there. And if you want to download the Wim Hof app um, and sort of track your heart rate and everything, you can do that. Um, I found that to be a massive game changer this year. Adding breath work in, uh, some three rounds of Wim Hof breathing each day has definitely, definitely helped with a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. So um, it's a good thing for your brain to do. Uh, daily gratitude. Simple process, three things that you're grateful for. As you saw, saw with my uh, journal entry, I'm always very aware of just thinking about the things that I've got and uh, being grateful for them. Um, and it is a phenomenal thing to get as a practice each day because it gives you perspective. Meltdown management. So when I wrote my second book, I had a simple thing that I used to do. And it was four, four things, health, wealth, productivity, and connectivity. Health, physical and mental health, wealth, financial health and social wealth, productivity, ticking boxes and getting things done, and connectivity, connecting with human beings off social media. One to five, just a number. So one is absolutely terrible and five is awesome. And all I do is health, I'd say one or five today. I put a number, wealth, one or five today, put a number. Productivity, one of five today. And then connectivity, one of five. And if, if something was three or below, I would focus more effort on doing that the next day. So it's a very simple process, which anybody could spend 30 seconds doing a day and just can keep you on track with the things which you're focused on. So that is my meltdown management uh, scale. Uh, track your phone use. Uh, there is a strong correlation between the longer that I spend scrolling on my phone and my happiness. The longer that I spend scrolling, the less happy I am. So what gets measured gets managed. It's one of our tips, which I'm going to be sharing with you. Have some things in place that make you aware of your phone usage. There are quite a few apps which you can have and download, which will, you know, which you can set up limits for certain apps and it will give you a better understanding of your habits. And it's very easy to, to waste 30 to 45 minutes scrolling through social media, not actually going on there with any intention, just 
mindlessly scrolling and it's not good for your mental health. So have intentions for social media and track your phone use. So once again, don't take all of those systems, but one of the things that I'd be focused on is have a system daily and weekly with your body and a system daily and weekly with your brain. As I said, you don't have to add all of these in, but having your own system and following that system means that you'll get to your goals, where your body will be exactly where you want it to be and your brain will be exactly where you want it to be too. Uh, Number two, write down a game plan. Now, this is something that so many people don't do. They don't have a game plan. They just say things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Instead of actually writing physically down on a piece of paper exactly what their plan is. And there are, of course, many different things um, that you can do for this. And um, I'm going to give you a couple of questions which I want you to kind of write down and ask yourself, okay? So write down a game plan. And this is going to be a game plan over Christmas, ladies and gents. So I've kind of highlighted for myself four periods of Christmas which are uh, challenging. And of course, they're challenging because the days are very different. And your, your days might be very different to mine too. So think about the times during the next couple of weeks which are the most difficult for you. For me, it's of course Christmas Day because of course you got Christmas dinner, you got family, you got more booze, etc., etc. It's Boxing Day. Boxing Day for for me is just as big, if not bigger, than than Christmas Day, because um, normally, like for for myself, we normally we normally spend Christmas with with either my side of the family or Anna's side of the family, and then Boxing Day we spend with the other side of the family. So it's normally kind of two Christmases. Uh, in one. So I'm always mindful of those two days because they're very big, busy days. Uh, New Year's Eve game plan, of course, if you are going to be doing New Year's Eve. For me, I don't like going out on New Year's Year's Eve. I do like having kind of people around or a house party. I much prefer that than than going out, but each to their own. And then a Twixmas game plan. So for those who don't know what Twixmas is, Twixmas is that very weird time between Christmas and New Year where you don't quite know what to do with yourself. So you know it's coming. You know it comes every single year. You know how you feel every single year. And here's the thing. When it comes to Christmas Day, when it comes to Boxing Day, when it comes to New Year's Eve, okay, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And what I would challenge you to do this Christmas is to think a little bit differently by asking yourself these kind of five questions, which I've put in below. And now the first question, and this is what I want you to write down. If you really struggle on these days, write these five things down about the day. Number one is, what do you normally do on the day? So when it comes to Christmas Day, what do you normally do? Do you normally, you know, cook yourself a healthy breakfast? Do you normally just go straight for the chocolate? Do you drink early in the morning? What is it that your inverted commas tradition is to do at Christmas? And challenge yourself for that. And ask yourself, you know, is that a traditional thing or do you want to do things a little bit different this year? Do you feel better when you do the traditional things or not? So what do you normally do on the day? I would write down what you normally do on the day. 
okay? And then the next question that I'd ask yourself is what do you want to do on the day? So what do you normally do on the day versus what you want to do on the day? An example could be this. What do you normally do on the day? You normally fill your face full of chocolate in the morning um, at, whilst the kids are opening presents and we have a little um, glass of whatever, Buck's Fizz. That could be your thing. And here's the thing. I'm not saying not do that. Just be, just be mindful of what you normally do and what you want to do. And what you probably want to do over Christmas is, of course, especially Christmas Day, have a nice Christmas dinner. But just don't go mental. You know that most times during Christmas in the afternoon, you pretty much get a bit sluggish. You spend a bit of time in front of the TV. Um, and what you might want to do is go out for a walk or do something like that, which you don't normally do on Christmas. So start thinking about what do you want to do on the day? And it's not just Christmas, it's other days of two, which I've listed above. The third thing, and this is the most important thing, what do you not want to do on the day? So if you have a challenging day coming up over Christmas, what do you not want to do on that day? What do you normally do that you do not want to do? Write it down. I don't want to get absolutely plastered. I don't want to eat four puddings. I don't want to feel like crap on the day. You know, write these da things down and be honest with yourself. Uh, number four, what challenges do you face on the day? And this is an important thing because we all get faced challenges during these days and it's not a normal day because a lot of the time you've got family or friends coming around, you're busy, you're stressed, especially if you're putting on Christmas dinner. You know, all of these things, or you could be going to somebody's house and they, you know, you feel that you can't say no to things. Write down the, the challenges that you face on that day. And number five, how will you measure the day's success? So it's envisioning what you are going to set yourself as a challenge from the day and what is going to, you know, how are you going to measure that? Are you going to measure it from, you know, the things that you are, are doing, i.e. your movement, your macros? Are you planning to make sure that you're not eating four desserts? Um, what is your definition of successfully completing that day? And as you can see, this isn't crazy stuff. Okay, it's very simple stuff, but I guarantee 100% no one has ever written down a, a, to themselves a little game plan to make sure that they just do a few little things. And it's not to say don't drink plenty of booze if you want to drink plenty of booze, not to smash in a massive Christmas dinner. It's maybe do one or two things differently. Um, and that can make a massive, massive difference. Because the reality is, is that this time of year only comes around once a year. And most of the time, people do exactly the same things over and over and over again. And a lot of people feel like crap between that kind of Christmas and New Year. You know, they don't go to the gym. They don't get steps in. They don't do all the things which, you know, over the last six weeks, you've really enjoyed doing. So think about these things, okay, and have a game plan in place. Okay, number three, remember... Common sense isn't common practice. We know the things that we usually do over the festive season. And knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. And this is what I was talking about the game plan. And start thinking about, you know, applying the things which you know that you need to do and commit to doing them. 
so you can get through Christmas and feel great and still enjoy Christmas. Because one of the biggest problems with this is with a lot of people, there's no gray areas. It's either black or white. It's either you pig out at Christmas and go mental or you, you're really, really strict. And it's not that one or the other because each day can be different. It's about having the danger in the dosage. It's not about not drinking. It's about, you know, limiting, you know, saying to yourself, I'm going to only have four drinks or three drinks. Um, it's not about, you know, not having a massive Christmas pudding. It's like, I'm only going to have one. I'm not going to have four like I normally do. So it's being aware of those things and still enjoying yourself. Because for me, Christmas isn't just about filling your face. It's about spending time with family and friends. It's about putting down the social media for most of the day for me um, and just being present with family, with friends and not needing to think too much about work. Um, and I can do that by making more conscious decisions too, especially when it comes to, to food and booze and movement and gym. Because I do like training during, around that Christmas period because the gyms are quite empty, which means I can get some great workouts in. And if I'm eating a bit more food, you know, I can spend a bit longer in that gym, lift a few more weights, lift a bit heavier and uh, make good use of the additional energy that I have. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, common sense isn't common practice. Common sense Okay, you know and I know, you eat too much. If you eat too much, you'll feel like shit. You know for a fact. No one ever eats too much and feels awesome. Um, when you drink too much, you feel like shit. It might feel good in the short term, but the next day you feel terrible, okay? You know and I know that when you exercise, you feel good, okay? So keep exercising. You know and I know that when you enjoy things in moderation, you feel good. So it's not about not having fun, not doing things. It's about doing things with moderation. And there's nothing better than having a great time, sticking to a game plan, achieving the game plan, and carrying on with what it is that you're doing. And going, oh my God, I did things so, so different this year, which is awesome. And I've made some progress. You know, and I know when you get your steps in, you feel good. So making sure you're getting that movement and getting a run in. You know, something that I used to love doing and I did for I think three or four years is I opened up my, when I had my gym, I opened up my gym at 5.30 a.m. on Christmas Day to do a morning Christmas Metcon. It was like a 45-minute workout from I think it was half five to quarter past six. We had some box fizz. Everyone turned up. Everyone, um, you know, loved it. And, it. and if you would have asked me before I had a gym, that I'd be opening up and doing a workout at half five in the morning. I think, no, because I used to be that person that goes, no, Christmas is for getting drunk and not exercising. And then when I realized just how much, how great I felt in the morning after a workout, um, it was awesome. So your Christmas day might be a Christmas run, your early morning run. Your Christmas day for me is doing a Christmas sea dip. Um, I didn't manage to do it last year because I was in isolation, thanks COVID. Uh, but the year before, I, I did a Christmas dip, and I'm looking forward to doing it again this year. Um, there's so many people that do uh, Christmas sea dips, um, which is phenomenal. It's cold, but it's good. So remember that bottom one, ladies and gents. Fuck it. It's Christmas is never a good strategy. Okay? So I don't want to hear you say, fuck it, it's Christmas. That is a really 
really poor strategy if you want to keep on track with things over the silly season, okay? Okay, number four, take on full responsibility. It's about knowing what you can control and what you can't control, okay? Another great quote, which I love, is the moment you take full responsibility for everything in your life is the moment you can change anything in your life. You know, one of the thing, one of the big reasons that, you know, a lot of people felt, you know, feel good over this Santa Shred is the fact that they have control over things which they didn't feel that they had control of before. You know, working out, tracking the macros, tracking the steps. These are all control elements which when you do master, you feel great. Because you're like, oh my God, life can be a mess sometimes. But if I, you know, there are plenty of things that I can't control in my life, but there are a handful of things that I can. And that is so good for stress management because whenever you feel like your entire life is out of control sometimes, and and of course you do get those speed bumps along the way, being able to control your macros, being able to get some exercise in, uh, being able to have those little control elements can help you with stress levels, especially over this Christmas period. So taking full responsibility. I just want to add to that, you know, one of the biggest things when it comes to stoicism is understanding that, you know, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to it. And life is always going to throw you curveballs. And those curveballs, framed correctly, are lessons that are packaged up and sent to you to see if you've learned the lessons. And if not, they're going to get packaged up and sent to you every single year. And a lesson will always repeat itself until it's learned. And if it's never learned, it's always repeated. So number five, what gets measured gets managed. You know, ladies and gents, you know, when you measure stuff, you control stuff, but it's about knowing what you can measure and manage and what you can't measure and manage. So a few things that you can measure and manage. You can measure and manage your calorie intake. Okay, you've got to take responsibility for that. And you can, especially over this Christmas period. Now, I'm not saying stick your bloody Christmas dinner onto my fitness pal. You might want to. But being having a certain control element over certain things can make some people feel a lot more better when it comes up to Christmas. Uh, what you can measure and manage is your response to people. Family members trigger the fuck out of you. I know. My family members trigger the fuck out of me as well. And normally that can elevate stress and cause you to maybe eat more and drink more. So pause, okay? Take halt. Relax, breathe and go, look, I know I've got my family coming over. I know they're going to be difficult and I'm going to challenge myself to respond differently to it this time. So you can always control your response as long as you give yourself a little bit of that gap between what they do or that person does and how you respond to them. Uh, Your steps, okay, movement is going to be key for your uh, survival plan over this silly season. And your habits, I'd like to hope you've built up some new habits this last six weeks which have made you feel really really good remember how those habits make you feel good and keep with them okay so what you can't measure and manage you can't measure and manage your annoying family you can't measure and manage and they'll always be your annoying family 
you can't measure and manage the speed bumps. And what I mean by speed bumps is things that are going to come at you over the next two or three weeks to test you. Stresses, you know, there's going to be so many of them that are there to test you. As I said, they're going to be packaged up and they're going to be thrown at you when you least expect it. And it's down to you to test yourself and how you're going to respond to them. Another thing you can't measure and manage is other people's choices. Although you might be in healthier, though you might be moving more, although you might be going to the gym, the people around you might be choosing to do the same thing that they do every single year. And they might even let you know that they're not happy about your choices. Don't allow it to trigger you. Because remember, what you can measure and manage is your response to people when they do say that. You're taking this a bit too seriously. Oh, come on. Come on. It's Christmas. Chill out. Why are you so serious? Well, why are you doing that? Why are you going to the gym? Why are you going for a walk? Oh, you know, you're going to get this. And the people that trigger you the most are the people that are close to you when they do it. That adds to the next one. Other people's opinions. You can't control other people's opinions of what you decide that you will and won't do. So be absolutely fine with it. And understand this, the only reason that a lot of people will give you their opinion and tell you what you should be doing is because deep down, they're not really happy with their choices. And it's much easier for them to have bad choices if other people are getting involved too. So if if you're going up for seconds and thirds and fourths because everybody else is, it's much easier to do. It's much harder not to do it because then people are more aware of their choices, so then outcomes with the opinions. But you control that, okay? And uh, one of the things that a lot of people do with a lot of things in life is that they become ostriches. And it's actually a fallacy, is it the word fallacy, that ostriches bury the head in the sand they don't okay they don't but the ostrich effect is a um, a mental kind of model um, where a lot of people have a tendency when they fuck up when they fa- when they fail at something when they mess up to just bury the head in the sand and they just go fuck it they go oh fuck it it's christmas fuck it oh i made a mistake fuck it and it's that I'll just ignore it, pretend it doesn't happen. So what happens when people do that, the bury in the head in the sand is that they stop tracking their calories, they stop going to the gym, they stop tracking their steps, they stop drinking more water, they stop journaling, they stop breath work, they stop stretching, they stop doing all of these things or they stop measuring them. And the reason they stop measuring them is because they don't want to be reminded that they're not doing it. And the trouble with that strategy is it doesn't resolve itself. It just gets worse. So if you stop doing the things that you have been doing because you don't want to be reminded that you're not doing them, they're not going to improve. And sometimes it's that painful reality that you need to get you back on track. So making sure that you are doing those daily habits that you are tracking your steps, that you're measuring and managing things. So if you do have a day where you didn't do it, you can focus more on it the next day. And that is the only way to maintain and manage this thing and be okay with that. So don't be an ostrich. 
over the next couple of weeks and bury your head in the sand thinking, right, well, I've messed it up now. I might as well just not measure and manage. No, measure, manage, get back on track. Okay, it's very hard to do, but very easy to get back on track because one bad, one bad day doesn't ruin your whole week, okay? And you don't learn anything from a perfect week or a perfect day. Um, and finally, number six, ladies and gents, if you want some help with that, come and join my 40-day focus. Um, as already mentioned, um, we're going to be starting on the 19th. We have training programs already all set up. I'm just going to jump on to the live now and just post the... Bah, 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 bah. Just post the link on that. Um, where is it? So I can paste. Uh, I will put the link in when I finish this uh, live stream, ladies and gents. But come and join the 40 Day Focus. Um, for those who are already in the Facebook group, we've got a, a Facebook group in now. You've got access to training programs uh, from this week. So you can get ahead and carry on your training. It officially starts on the 19th of December to the 27th of Dan, Jan. Dan? Jan. Uh, it's 40 days, so hence the 40-day focus. You've got gym workouts. Um, we, we can add some home workouts if you uh, want them. We've got a closed Facebook group. We're going to have weekly Q&A sessions with me. Um, we've got four check-ins from the 2nd to the 27th of Jan, so we're really going to be focusing on more check-ins over the January period rather than Christmas. However... We do have um, what I'm calling the 12 days of Christmas, which is going to run from the 19th to the 30th of December. So every day you're going to have a little morning. Uh, every morning I'm going to set you a little challenge. Some of them are going to be physical. Some of them are just going to be fun. And they're just going to keep that accountability and uh, on track uh, during the, uh, the 19th to the 30th. Okay, So they're just going to be very simple things we're going to do. Uh, they're going to involve a bit of movement. They're going to involve some after eight mints. They might involve some mince pies. Uh, we shall see. But I've got some cool little things up my sleeve. And uh, of course, there is an incentive. There is going to be a prize for the person or people who are the most consistent. Uh, I will be selecting somebody to come on to my program in Feb. And maybe an, another additional prize there. And... Uh, Everybody who joins the 40-Day Focus will get a free ticket to my live event, which is my Mindset Muscle Live, on Saturday the 14th of Jan. And uh, the entire kind of, let's say eight weeks, it's kind of seven weeks of that is uh, £79. And uh, highly, highly recommend if you want to take a lot of the guesswork out of it, you want to be held accountable, you know the score, ladies and gents. You know, we're gonna, I'm going to be doing a, a Q&A session every single week. I'm going to be checking in with you. And we're going to be really, really focused on uh, turning things around and getting and kickstarting 2023 with a plan of action. So hitting the ground running on Monday, the 2nd of Jan, getting back into the swing of things and, you know, finishing the end of what is normally a, a miserable month strong. I'm really, really excited to be doing my Mindset and Muscle live. We should be having about 150 people there. And uh, it's going to be an awesome day mapping out your goals for the rest of the year, doing some ice baths. And it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, which I'm very much looking forward to. So, ladies and gents, that is my six tips for surviving Christmas. As you saw there, systems, not goals. 
having a game plan, having intentions for the days that you know are difficult, writing it down, pen, paper, okay? Because being in your head doesn't matter. Having a piece of paper and making it right, writing it down makes all the difference. Uh, there was an, another couple of things which uh, David Goggins said. I said, perform without purpose. That's something I wrote down. The morning meeting with myself. When I was talking about journaling, having a meeting with yourself of how are you feeling today? What could make today a success? Learn to talk to yourself. Learn to develop a relationship with yourself. The biggest downfall that a lot of people have with going backwards with not achieving the things that they want is they stop talking to themselves because they don't want to hear what it says. And it sounds really, really weird, but so many people don't take time to ask themselves difficult questions. Am I happy? Am I doing the things that I should be doing with my life? Am I looking after myself? You know, and the reason being is because a lot of the time they're not. And they end up becoming ostriches. So have a morning meeting with yourself every morning and ask yourself the difficult questions because if the answer is no to them, you know what it is that you need to do. Let's start changing those habits and routines. And you're in this the best position right now at the end of this Santa Shred because the last six weeks, you've been focusing on the things that have been making you feel good. And something that really resonated with me, with David Goggins, was this. I'd rather you hate me and get better than like me and be the same. And what he's talking about with that is being brutally honest with people. Because a lot of the time we don't say the truthful things to others because we don't want to hurt them. And it's a bit crazy because we're trying not to hurt their feelings. So we don't say to them the things that they need to hear, which are then going to make them feel better. And it's sometimes having those difficult conversations with people that make all the difference. And it can be very difficult with family members, but it's finding those friends around you. Find that small circle of friends. And I, I tweeted about this. Have a small circle of three or four people. Might be your battle buddies. Might be you know people around you who are on the same path. That you set intentions for what you want to achieve and if you start to let standards slip, they call you out on your bullshit. You're like, hey, John, hey, Sally, you said you were going to go to the gym three times a week. You said you were going to get your steps in. Let's have a look at your watch. Let's have a look at your workouts. You know, you said you weren't going to drink. You said you were going to do this. Find a little small group of people that will call you out on your bollocks. And one of the main reasons for this is... Time and time and time again, we will let ourselves down. But we find it very hard to let other people down. Okay? And that's why we need to set ourselves accountability. And there are many different ways of doing that. One, one very simple way is put some skin in the game. Come and join the 40-day focus. And know that you have something to focus on and do all the way up to the end of Jan. Know that we're going to have a bit of fun over Christmas. We're not going to be focused on necessarily tracking calories and that, but we are going to set some game plans. We are going to write down game plans. And you are going to tell me some of the things which you are going to challenge yourself over Christmas 
to do or not do. And hold yourself accountable to the 40-day focus group so you do them. And prove to yourself that you can have a different Christmas this year instead of doing the same things over and over again, which you might enjoy, but the dangers in the dosage. You can still enjoy, but not to the extremes which you normally do. That's it for me, ladies and gents. I'm excited because I'm going to be going live again tomorrow evening. And uh, we have a busy day ahead because we've got to reveal the winner of our Santa Shred. And uh, who is going to have Christmas delivered to them next week. So very, very excited about that. Very, very busy day for us. And uh, once again, for me, I just want to say thank you. I have loved this Santa Shred. I love the Santa Shred every year. But this one's been incredible. And to see people's results this year um, is amazing. It was very different last year because last year I wasn't going to be focusing on um, any kind of kind of coaching and transformation because I was working with personal trainers fully this year. And that's all going to be changing next year because I am obviously continuing working with personal trainers. Um, but I'm very, very excited to be helping people next year get healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. My mission uh, next year is to help as many people as I can, hold themselves accountable, get into some good habits and routines, and do the things that they know that they can do. And, and it's all about backing yourself. It's all about believing in yourself and building up that self-confidence, that self-esteem, and most importantly, self-discipline to do the hard shit. Because something that I always say is hard things, easy life, easy things, hard life. If life was easy, we'd all be millionaires walking around with six packs. So if something is hard to do, it's good to do because a lot of people struggle with it. And the reason they struggle with it is because they haven't got a community of like-minded people around them. They haven't got somebody to show them the right strategies and systems and, and, and most importantly, support them uh, around that. Because it's not easy. It's not. It's not meant to be. One of my favorite things that I always say is that John Maxwell had somebody come up to him. I love John Maxwell's books. Highly recommend any of his. Having someone come up to me and go, him and say, life's hard. And he said, compared to what? It's the assumption that life is meant to be easy um, that people mess up with. And one thing you do find is when other things start to get easy, it becomes boring. And that's why we constantly need to challenge ourselves. So that is it uh, for me, ladies and gents. Um, what time do I think I'll be um, tomorrow? Um, I think it's for 8, I'm going to say 8 p.m. tomorrow. It might be early. I just need to double check. It depends. I normally said at 8 p.m., but I just, I, I need to have a look. I will let you know tomorrow morning. It's either going to be 7.30 p.m. or 8 p.m. or 7, I think it's 7.30 or 8 um, I will just double check because um, last year we had to extend it because we were still trying to find the winner because we spent literally all day narrowing it down and we're like, we'd need an extra hour um, because there's a lot of prep work involved with making sure that we're going through everyone, we're making the right decisions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's it for me. Look forward to speaking to you tomorrow evening, ladies and gents, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Adios. Amigas.